It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. HLY fam, this is Bill Max. We are going to start the uh, traditional post game the way we always do uh, in just a minute. Obviously, the biggest story surrounding the Flyers right now uh, has nothing to do with the 6 3 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning on the ice. It is the Carter Hart situation earlier today before puck drop. It was announced he is taking an indefinite leave of absence from the team. Uh, the comment or the statement that the team put out was that, you know, they just said he's going to be out indefinitely. We will have no further comment at this time. Obviously, that's going to lead to a considerable amount of speculation, especially if you're so inclined to connect the dots with things that have happened around the league. Uh, we have talked at length about the situation the Flyers are in with the Hockey Canada investigation from the 2018 World Juniors uh, gold medal team that Carter Hart was a part of. It wouldn't be crazy, I think, for a lot of people to connect these dots with Dylan Dubé uh, taking a similar leave of absence earlier this week. Uh, we're not going to go crazy speculating here. Obviously, I'm mentioning these things. There's also... The possibility he's dealing with something in his family. There is the possibility, you know, we learned he, uh, he, he's he been sick like three times this year and he learned of some kind of health situation that went beyond illness and more maybe a condition the way it was kind of explained to us. We just don't know right now. So I'm not avoiding this issue. Obviously, if you have any sense in your head, sure. the probably first thing you thought was, oh, this ain't good for a variety of reasons with Carter Hart taking a leave of absence at this time. Uh, as we go through the show, obviously it's going to come up. Uh, I mean, it's Sam Harrison's net. We're going to talk mostly about how it affects the team until uh, we have some sort of like answer, uh, yeah. uh, just a little bit more clarity on the situation, which may never come. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been talking about this for two years now. It's been a while. Maybe this clarity will never come, but I don't want to not address it right here. I think the best way to do it is right at the top, and then we can go into actual team stuff. So yes, uh, I am not an idiot. I have, <laughs> I have, we are aware. Yes. I have connected the same dots that many people have, whether that's fair or not. Uh, I, I'm not to say, but it's considering the team, the team has to know we're going to make these, this spec like Carter Hart is leaving the team for an undisclosed amount of time for personal reasons. The first thing, the majority of people who have been paying attention to hockey for the last several years are going to think is it has something to do with that. Maybe they can say it doesn't, it does like in the statement, maybe there's legal reasons they can or cannot, but that's going to be the speculation. I don't want to sit here and talk about this nonstop. Right. So I want to address it right at the top, get it out of the way. And uh, now we can start talking about the game. <laughs> if this is something to do with the hockey Canada investigation, it is an ugly situation. I would like to get some sort of resolution to it so we can 
hopefully move on in one way or another. Uh, but until then, it's it doesn't feel right to speculate about something so serious for, I mean, Carter Hart, sure, but more importantly, the victim in this situation and all that goes along with that. Um, all right, so let's get started. Well said, Bill. I think it's well said. I think it's Thank important you. to remember the human element of all this, and this is someone's life, livelihood that we're talking about. So before we get any other word, I think it's just safe to wait until something does come out here. And it's like the speculation is only going to hurt the other people involved in yeah. as well. Uh, so I just, okay, we can now move on to the, uh, to the Flyers and Lightning game. What a game. <laughs> Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. You're listening to PHLY Flyers presented by Mortgage CS. Check out MortgageCS.com slash PHLY to start your home buying process today. Company NMLS ID number 1464766. We'll talk a little bit more about them in just a minute. But we have to get to this uh, 6-3 loss for the Philadelphia Flyers at home against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have been surging lately. Uh, they have been on fire. That's I think eight of their last 11 and uh, they, they've just been awesome recently. They're kind of, they're seeming to find their form after a weird start for them. They didn't have Vasilevsky to start the season. They're doing Tampa. It things, was, guys. yeah, it was <laughs> kind of, okay. We've had these cap casualties over the year, finding their mix, finding their stride, but you see a game like tonight and go, well, they have Nikita Kucherov. They have Braden point. They have Steven Stamkos. Victor Hedman, they have Andre Vasilevsky. They're really fucking good. Uh, and that's what was on display uh, tonight in this game. Obviously, the 6-3 to, to three score game was a lot closer than the score. They tackle on a couple empty netters. And yeah. for the most part, the Flyers outplayed the Lightning. They looked like the better team. Mm -hmm. But once again, as we saw on Saturday against the Avs, the first of this three-game losing streak, the best players on the ice determine the game. That's what it looked like tonight. Nikita, Ke Nikita Kucherov. Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point especially had ridiculous uh, influence over the, out over the outcome of this game. And it is a reminder of why the Flyers, despite their strong start, still believe that they are in a rebuild. This is the reason they have to rebuild because they don't have guys like that. And when you yeah. play against them, it shows. Yeah. No, Bill, it was literally deja vu. I mean, we talked about it, the the amount of shots on goal at, per game that the Flyers do put up, and typically they're out shooting the team. And same like t today or tonight, like on Saturday afternoon, Flyers outshot the Tampa Bay Lightning. But like you mentioned, when Kucherov is making Kucherov-like plays, I mean, I, the power play goal, dude, the, the way he timed that, a second off, and that's not a goal. And that's just Kucherov just doing Kucherov things. The point one, which is such a heads-up play, and that's the difference there, and that's why... Look, the Flyers are going to be a lot of those games. But when you got players like Tampa and like Colorado have, that's going to be the difference in a lot of these nights, unfortunately. And we talked about it during the game. Owen Tippett out is huge, and we did get it's, an update here today, it's, too. It's gigantic. Uh, he, goes on, he goes on IR today, does Owen Tippett. I think it's a combination of let's play it safe with him. He was listed as day-to-day -day when the injury was first announced, right. and now they have to make a couple of different roster moves today with the uh, Carter Hart situation. They have to bring up a goalie. They also want a skater to replace Owen Tippett in the lineup because sure. how many guys can you be short? So they bring up Lixell, and that results in, all right, we only have, I think now it was three, now two games before the bye week and the All-Star break. So let's just put him on IR. Let's play it safe this dude is having a hell of a season and hopefully he's going to be a big part of this team's future there's no reason to rush him back we know the flyers have gotten in i mean whether it's players driving it or whatever but <laughs> rushing guys back hasn't worked out for them a ton lately Ooh. so but when you get in a game like this against that top end talent we were talking during the game where the hell does the offense come from you know they outshoot the they outshoot the lightning you know, 32-21 uh, in this game. They outplay them for the most part, but a, a few breakdowns. Obviously, the Lightning's power play is is incredible. Uh, scored two power play goals tonight and won a third goal, basically a power play goal, right when the uh, penalty actually expired. But, yeah. like, it was the same possession from the power play. So, in essence, three power play goals. They lose by three. It's the difference in the game. But we talked a couple of shows ago, a few post games ago, the Flyers have to live on volume. Like, they don't have that dude who's like, yeah, man, one out of every two scoring chances, I'm putting it in, you know? Literally. And the Lightning do. They have to live on this volume. Now they're missing one of those guys in Owen Tippett who 
does have the opportunity. Maybe he needs 10 shots on goal, but he's giving you that, that offense. He's creating those opportunities. Now they're missing that as well. It's going to be very difficult for them to uh, create offense while Tippett is out. It's been difficult no matter what. They're 25th in the league in scoring or whatever they are, and now they're missing one of their best offensive players. Yeah, they're going to have to find a way to supplement that. And, it, Bill, how many times tonight were the Flyers just so close of getting a goal? Like I'm thinking of like Cam Atkinson, and then he finds the, the right blocker of, uh, of, of uh, Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky makes some big saves, and then it's just a matter of, you know, you just got the margin of error is so slim, especially when you're playing against a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning, where the Flyers could just not capitalize some of those opportunities. And that was the difference again. It really was. And like, this is something I want to ask Charlie because he's closer with the team. He's around them at practice, he's in the locker room. Like, Sunday's game, I almost want to throw away because sometimes you play like shit. It's a long season, it's a physical game. Yeah, They've played a ton lately. You know, sometimes you just play like shit, and they did on Sunday. But Saturday and tonight specifically, the Avs and the Lightning, I want to know how it's affecting, like, the locker room morale to, like, look at each other and go, like, if we just keep this up, we will be in this game. You know, we are playing well. We are doing what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But they're just not able to get it done. Uh, it's just not quite enough for this team. I'm really interested to see what Charlie says about that, but... I'm just hoping this isn't the start of a big slide for them because they have you. they have two games left uh, before they got the Atlantic this week. Yeah, before Detroit, the bye, Boston. They have to go to Detroit. They played that absolutely insane game before the Christmas break with Detroit, where you know they fell down four or five goals. Yep. What, was it five nothing or five one? They come back and tie it, and then give up the heartbreaker before overtime. They mm-hmm. lose six five. Uh, Detroit has been. But they've been on a hell of a kick, 8-2-1 and one in their last 11. They've really picked it up basically since that game. They've been really sure. good. And then on Saturday, Flyers are back home against Boston, who Boston. never loses. Yeah. Like, they just – they 728 points percentage. They get more than three-quarters of the points in ev- – like, how? They are just a wrecking ball. Uh, so the schedule doesn't get any easier for this team. And I really – would hate to go into this all-star break on like a four or five, or like it would be a five game losing streak. That would suck, but I'm just hoping they can bounce back. They're playing well enough to bounce back. They just need some of those bounces that they're not getting right now. And they've been in every one of these games that they've lost over the last three and two of those three. I mean, you're talking about former Stanley cup winners there. Yeah. And it's again, I mean, this is going to be the tough part of the schedule. You're going into the all-star break. Um, you have a tough week ahead of you as well with some Atlantic opponents. You're shorthanded. You have this news now with Carter Hart. He's going to be out here. So, I, I, of course, as Flyers fans, especially as of late, you know, we did go through the Chuck Fletcher era. There was a lot of losing streaks during that era. So it is hard for us to kind of not think about that. But we're going to really find about the team. And, and Bill, like, we've seen the Flyers kind of answer to that throughout the season. But they it's have. different. I mean, we're in January now. It's It's much different now than it was in November or, or December. So it, we're going to find out a lot about this team in these next weeks. There is a reason John Tortorella a few weeks ago said, you don't know what you have until late January. Yep. We are in late January. This team is fighting. They're in these games. But as of late, they are not able to do quite enough to win them. It might be a pattern. It might just be a down. I mean, this is only, I think JJ said in the, uh, at the end of the broadcast, it's the second time all year they've lost three straight. Yeah. It's not like there've been a ton of down points this right. season. They have answered the bell every time I've come on the show and been like, all right, now it's about how they respond. They have responded. And then some, I'm hoping we get that out of this team because if for no other reason, if they just start to slide and things fall apart, yeah, all right, it'll be all right. We can focus on the draft. We can maybe look at the lottery odds and increase those a little better, get a better draft pick, all that stuff that we were talking about before the season. But it almost feels as if the effort in the first half to put themselves in position, I mean, if they won one of those two games this past weekend, they're tied in total points for first place in the division. Literally. Like they're there with the Rangers. Now the Rangers won again. So it's like they would have been there for a day, but still to think that in, you know, what was January, what 21st or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, after the expectations we had coming into this year, it would be vindication for everyone in that locker room, the coaching staff, everyone. Now, if it, 
it's the this is the beginning of a slide. That sucks for everyone, and it makes the first half of the season feel meaningless. Right. Now, here's my thing, Bill. Like, I, I don't think we're going to go on another slide because of the way this team is mentally built. It's different from other years. The way they're playing, they shouldn't lose a ton in a row. Here's my concern, though. So the one issue, the main issue with this team is the lack of goal scoring. So if Tippett is out, Coots is a little bit on a cold streak. Cam, I mean, Cam's been one of the hottest players lately. He has. But where is our goals going to come? And that's where my question mark, and that's where my concern lies. It's, I'm going to talk to you about that in a minute because it's funny. I listed... I made a list of who needs to step up. And okay. Sam Harrison, obviously the big one yeah. uh, outside of if, if Hart is out for a considerable amount of time, like say the rest of the season, Harrison is going to play probably every game except back-to-backs and stuff like that. Three, like he, It's going to be his net. So he's obviously number one. Uh, but I listed six skaters. <laughs> Three of them scored goals tonight, and the other was Morgan <laughs> Frost who had two assists. They listened to So you. we're going to talk about those guys in a minute. But first, I want to talk to you about Mortgage CS. They are, of course, the sponsor of this show. They sponsor every live show. They sponsor every post game. But that's not why we love them. We love them because Mortgage CS, that's CS, it stands for Concierge Service. It's because they're obsessed Obsessed. That's right. I'm going to use that word, and I mean it. Uh, when it comes to customer service, when it comes to finding you the absolute best competitive rate, ultra competitive rates is how they phrase it. That's what they want to find for you. They're here to educate and empower their clients so they can make the best decisions during the home buying process. I've told you over and over again. Yeah, you know, I wish. I knew about Mortgage CS when I was buying my home Hell because yeah. it is a process that is a pain in the ass, you my friends. You don't want to trust it. Uh, you no, know, and that's the thing. You never know who you can trust in the, in these situations. Is it a broker who just, you know, cares the most about making themselves the most money? How can they make themselves seem the best? Forget about the position it puts their client in. Oh, they don't know what they're doing. They're going to get their home, whatever. Now, Mortgage CS is here to give you that exceptional customer service because they think if they make a little less with you, it'll make them way more in the long run. It'll make their company even stronger. And who the hell doesn't want to deal with someone like that? I know I do. <laughs> and I sat down with Ben. I sat down with his partner, Alec, and they seem like great, great dudes. Uh, so make sure you hit up Ben. You can see his number right there on the screen. Ben Stucker, CEO. If you're listening on pod two, six, seven, three, nine, one, seven, four, two, five. You can ask him, you know, you're just, you're thinking about getting into the market. What do I have to do to make myself, you know, a more desirable, uh, a more desirable customer to lend money to uh, for brokers? What do I have to do? Maybe you're along in the process. You're not sure about your, uh, who you're currently getting your mortgage through. Ask them questions. They're here to help you. That's that white glove concierge service they provide. When you hear the word mortgage, think of Mortgage CS. Think of Ben and Alec. Save Ben's phone number right there on your screen to your phone or email Ben. Ben at MortgageCS.com. Call or text him anytime, day or night. Talk about Philly sports. If you're nowhere near the uh, home buying process, maybe it's a couple years down the line for you. Someone dropped ask, so many points last night. Yeah, so. ask him about how, how long Owen Tippett's going to be out, where this team's <laughs> going to find some offense from. Uh, and remember, this advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS ID number 1464766. Visit MortgageCS.com for more information. And when you visit MortgageCS.com, make sure you go to MortgageCS.com slash P-H-L-Y to make me look good because that's what this is all about. Uh, all right, so who, in terms of who needs to step up, um, obviously Arison, uh, first skater on my list, Morgan Frost to assist tonight. I will not be surprised if Charlie lists Frost amongst the three stars, uh, because he's been excellent. He has yeah. been excellent. Basically since he had the meeting with John Tortorella, he continues to look good. Uh, my next one, Cam Atkinson. He needs to consistently take advantage of his chances. He had that big one in the first period where, yeah. and he bunted a little bit off the heel of his stick. It's just, oh man, if he can just shelf that might be a totally different game. He does get one tonight though. Uh, and that was big for the Flyers. Yeah. Yeah. No, he had that one opportunity there and he continues to get those opportunities. You just got to close on them. And, and I feel like once he consistently gets in that groove, they're going to continue to fall. But I, I, I agree with you, especially the fact with, you know, what we talked about, no Owen Tippett. He's the one guy that you would absolutely expect here to step up for the Flyers. 
Yeah, uh, someone who had, I thought, a really strong game as well. Jamie Drysdale scores his uh, dry guy, the fly guy. He wants to be here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Dry guy (laughs) scored his first career power play goal, which is insane to me, uh, considering what a weapon he was on the power play for the Ducks. But he's missed a time, racked up a bunch of assists, but never really got uh, got that goal scoring. I thought maybe it hit something on the way in, but looked like a hell of a shot for him. And... The thing that impresses me most about Drysdale, I mean, his speed is incredible. The offensive instincts. Are you walk, still in awe with his skating, man? It's like I watch him and go, I can't. The amount of time it takes him to get from one point to another, I'm like, that doesn't seem right. I keep thinking the feed is skipping. Like, is there something wrong with our Wi-Fi? Why is he here? He should be like back here. No, he's just that fast. The thing that's really impressing me right now with him, the speed at which he makes decisions with the puck. Right. When, even in the defensive zone, just he's skating. He sees his angles getting closed in on. Okay, do I pass it out into the uh, out into some open ice and find someone? Do I chip it up the boards and let someone win a uh, let someone win a battle? Do I just kind of eat it and let's live to fight another day? Let's just try to win this battle right here. His hockey IQ makes all of the high-end skill stuff that much more dangerous like Shane Gostas Bear was an explosive player he was a highlight real guy one he didn't skate anywhere near near as well as Drysdale but I don't think he had anything close to the hockey IQ that Drysdale is showing right now he is just a shit ton of fun to watch you know I noticed here tonight Bill he's also really good in changing direction too yeah It, it, it was pretty nice here I think it was on one of the power plays near the blue line he did he did change of direction and it was flawless there. But that goal, I mean, him to just kind of scrum around and find that little slot and to just nail it in, it's it's going to be a lot of fun watching him on power plays and just lining up as the top defenseman here, man. But he's he's found a home here. And the chemistry he's had, uh, he's created with Morgan Frost in such a short amount of time. Those two seem to play really well off of each other. It's a couple of guys. I mean, Frost doesn't skate anywhere. I'm Very few people skate as well as Jamie Drysdale. I guess I don't have to say it every time because the answer is like, oh, he's not Owen Tippett or Connor McDavid. Then he doesn't skate as well as Jamie Drysdale, you know. Uh, but just... Their back and forth, their ability to play off each other and find each other has been a lot of fun Yeah, in just a few games. In like 10, 20 games from now, I'm really looking forward to seeing what those two look like together. But those are a couple of guys who we're going to need to see at the level they're playing or even better if they're going to sustain, if they're going to end this losing streak and say, say this tippet injury is a little worse than we think and after the bye week, he's still out these guys are going to have to be even better than they're playing right now if this team's going to make a run at the playoffs with how tight the, uh, with how tight the race is. Yeah, well, real quick on, on uh, Drysdale. I want to go a little bit off the ice. You shocked that he already bought a home? <laughs> He's signed for two more years. I mean, just in terms of the Flyers' perspective, you traded Cutter Gauthier for this guy who was going to be a centerpiece of the rebuild. I mean, I guess at some point you could trade Jamie Drysdale. If you do, it would be for... You know, hopefully someone else's cutter go like someone else who's going to score 40 goals for you. Yeah. But he almost has to be a part of this thing now because of what you gave up for to get him. Obviously, the circumstances you had to trade Goche. He right. wasn't going to sign. But the fact remains, the fifth overall pick, the highest draft pick that you're probably going to have during this uh unless they get incredible ping pong luck at some point, the highest draft pick you were going to have in this rebuild is no longer here. Drysdale has to be a part of this, but I did think it was funny. He's waiting on a bed. Now (laughs) I understand like he's in a different tax bracket than me, but dog Amazon prime a day or two. It takes a a fucking fold out mattress to get here. They're only a couple hundred bucks, dude. Sleep on a bed. You're a professional athlete. You can't be sleeping on couches. But that's like the that's the beauty of being 21. Like yeah. my I slept on couches more than I slept on beds in my 20s. I was basically the sleep. dude in half baked like on the guy on the couch. <laughs> so like I understand, but you own a home, Jamie. Get a bed. We need you to be healthy. And it can't be good for you sleeping on couches. We need yeah, we need your back right. But also to the point cuz growing up Flyers players oh, I feel like they always bought homes in Jersey. Yeah. Is, is something changed now like these kids want to be in Philly instead of I, Having a house in Jersey. I know um, when when Kimo Timonen and then like Hartnell and all those guys came over, 
in basically what was the Forsberg trade. Right. Forsberg was there with them for the end of the season in Nashville. And he was like, listen, everyone lives in Voorhees. That's bullshit. Like, you want to live in the Burbs? Nah. Go live in Center City. It's awesome. And, like, that kind of made a resurgence. Okay. Uh, and I think some dudes started to go back to the Burbs because Drew, what would have been, what was his rookie year, doesn't, they basically gave him an option. <laughs> you can live in Jersey and you make the team. Well, they asked him where he was going to live. And he was like, oh, I think I'm going to move into Center City with, like, Richie and Carter, the guys. And they're like, you have two options. <laughs> you can move into the suburbs or start the year with the Phantoms. He started the year with the Phantoms. <laughs> so like, I think, but like, I do think there's another like resurgence because they have these young guys who want to live in the city. Like Joel Farabee bought Sean Couturier's place because Couturier's old now. So he moved back to the burbs and you have, oh yeah, like everyone's living with Farabee. So I do think it's like starting again with the young guys. Like they want to be in the city. They're young single dudes. Like live it up, man. Why'd you work so hard to be a pro athlete if you're not going to live the dream life? Yeah, everything's more accessible too. Uh, another dude who I really want to see step up, and I think he's had an underrated season to this point, but we saw just a little bit of that, uh, of that high-end skill out of Cam York tonight. I mean – Rushes the puck in, make uh, creates the entry. His shot attempt gets blocked, blocked. Excuse me, blocked. He follows it up. Like the patience and the hand eye and, and the awareness to wait for the puck to come down so it's not a high stick, right. and then bat that rebound into the net. That was something special. He hasn't had awesome offensive numbers to this point. Yeah. I expected more offense out of him a couple weeks ago. John Tortorella said, you know, I don't know if he has to be an offensive threat to really make it in this league because his defense has been so solid. If they're going to survive this, especially if Tippett's out longer than we think he's going to be, yeah, we need to start seeing a little bit more of that offense out of Cam York. It's such a big season for him because we were kind of like in a weird place with Cam. We wanted him to see take those steps that he is taking this year, and he's finally taking it. You Just not in the ways we thought he was going to take Right. Them. You mentioned the goal they did. Uh, also, it's something worth noting. So tonight they honored the Quebec Flyer, the, the, the junior uh, peewee team that's going to be competing in the Quebec uh, World Championship there, the junior world championship there. So he talked to the team there, and I thought that was really big, you know, hearing from a guy like Cam York and just showing the leadership that he's kind of taken on this year. Obviously, he, they, it's a younger team, and so a lot of a lot of the the, the coaches are expecting more from Cam York, especially, especially in leadership-wise. But he's stepped up as far as creating with the puck as well. His defense has gotten much better. He's taking those proper steps. And, you know, it's a it's a loaded defensive grouping right now, and he's still finding his way there. And he's going to continue doing that, Bill. He is. Uh, and it's going to be a process with Cam York. We know that. But I'm I'm hoping to see a little bit uh, of a, more, a few more of the flashes he showed us tonight because that's a high-skill play. And he's a dude they're counting on, I think, for a little bit more offense. I want to see it. Someone whose offense just isn't showing up, only two goals in the last 22 games, Tyson Forster. But you see this guy on the four check. You see him see winning him, board battles. Like, if you really focus in on Tyson Forster, now for him to be playing in a top six once this team is real good a few years from now, for him to be worth the first round pick they spent on him, he has to start scoring more. Like, that's all there is to it. That said, if you really focus on what Tyson Forster does shift to shift, he is every coach's dream. Like when people started talking, ah, oh, why, why are they sitting Bobby Brink when they could be see, sitting Tyson Forster? I totally get it. Uh, and maybe he could have taken a game off here or there to get Brink back in, but there are like uh, advanced stat models out there that are kind of showing him as one of the top defensive forwards in the league. And he'll never win a Selkie with this points total because it's not the best defensive forward is the mm -hmm. best two-way guy. Okay, who had 60-plus points of those guys who was best defensively? We'll give the Selkie to them. Uh, but, like, what I'm seeing out of him just winning puck battles consistently, uh, getting second-chance opportunities on the forecheck, creating turnovers in the offensive zone, creating turnovers in the neutral zone. He is a beast, man. Like, he is so far ahead physically yeah. that if the if and when the offense catches up he's going to be if not a first line player like an awesome second line player 
That's the key. Like, obviously, we need more goals from him. But he's doing all the little things and all the dirty work as well. I love him as well, getting in a couple of those scrums, too. He got into it, I think, when when uh, when Sandheim got into it, and he would join in with Konechny. Uh, those are the little things that you want to see him, just gaining that confidence. And then eventually you hope that the offense will come because you've seen some really nice goals from him, including the one on Saturday or so. I think it's just going to take some time. And, you know, we talked about it with Charlie, I mean, and Kelly, like younger players, you just got to give them some time. They don't always develop the same way. They don't. Uh, everyone, it's, we we did talk about this the other day, like the young phenoms in the league coming in have changed everyone's opinion of what everyone's supposed to be at 19, 20, 21 years old. And it's like, you know, these, these dudes are called generational talents for a reason. Like we, yeah, it's been awesome watching Connor McDavid come in from basically the start and being awesome. And uh, before the injury, like what Bedard was doing, he looked phenomenal. Right. But there's a reason that these guys like for two years before their draft, which is, like from 16 on, they're thought of, oh, yeah, they're going number one. Like it's because they're phenomenal. And it, I think it, like, uh, it leads us all to say, oh, well, you are what you are by 23. And sometimes that's true, but I, you have to leave a little bit of leeway for some of these dudes. I mean, Konechny is not was not this at 23 right. years old. Uh, I'm Owen Tippett just coming into his own now after being like you mentioned I believe the other day like up and down in Florida didn't really know what we were getting in him in the trade. He's got you know he drafted I think 10th overall. He has the tools but got to see him put it together. They gave him up in a trade they didn't have to. You know yeah, like, Florida true. just was like here have Owen true. Tippett and uh, yeah that future first round pick, you know and it worked out pretty damn well for the Flyers. So uh, just giving these guys a little bit more time, I, I think we can say it about Cam York, about Tyson Forster, a number of these dudes who were drafted recently, but they're starting to age up a little. I mean, look at Morgan Frost. Look at the way we've been talking about Morgan Frost the last couple weeks. Even last year when he was uh, when he was killing it the second half, I don't remember speaking about him this way. Right. Right. No. And, and just, just seeing his, seeing all the younger players step up is so important too, especially for Tyson Forster. I, I, I think we just got to give them time. I think that's all it is. Just got to give these younger players some time. Absolutely. And uh, listen, one home game left before the, uh, before the bye week and the all-star break. Maybe you want to go check the Flyers out Hell in yeah. person. You want to see them against the Bruins. Like I said, the Bruins are a freaking wrecking crew. They basically win every game. So it's going to be a tough one, but it'll probably be entertaining as hell as well. You're going to want to check them out with game time, baby, because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. <coughs> Sorry about that. So snag the tickets without the stress of game time, download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And I have to believe that sound is the... uh, Oh, we do not have Charlie. Okay, never mind. Uh, It's important to mention here, too, because I know a lot of people may be frustrated. It's tough playing Tampa, and we typically don't always run into a lot of luck playing against Tampa Bay Lightning. That's... uh, I think this was, like, the eighth in a row they've lost at home. Like... Tampa kills them. Uh, they have for a while, and there's good reason. That team is really fucking good. Like, they have incredible talent. Uh, of the non-skaters I listed who need to step up, it's Sam. I mean, Sam Erson is number one with a bullet. Uh, he has been really, really good so far this season, but every conversation we've had about him has been like, well, it's a small sample size. We'll see. He's not playing every night. They're splitting, you know, them just going 50-50 at this point. And that has been like, oh, yeah. he's getting way more time. He barely played at all the first, like, quarter of the season. He's going to have a ton of games now. That is his net as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they, they brought up 
<laughs> they brought up Cal Peterson, who stinks. Oh, I can't believe he's going to get a ton of time. So it's going to be all about Sam Erson. Uh, and we're going to talk about that now with Philadelphia's number one hockey beat reporter. It is Charlie O'Connor. Uh, Charlie, we addressed this at the top of the show, the Carter Hart situation. Uh, I just made a statement about, listen, we don't know. Obviously, we can connect some dots. We can speculate. Uh, but has there been any statement outside of the statement from the team that was put out earlier today? No, no, nothing new, um, okay. to be honest. I wrote I wrote a quick story on uh, on allphly.com, so check that out. Basically, just breaking down everything that we know, because you know we can't ignore the, the fact that Carter Hart does have you know the hockey kind of invested head. I do not know if that's the reason for this. It, this very well something personal. This could be something to do with family, with uh, mental health. It could have something to do with a lot of things. So we don't want. Worst or anything. All we know is taking an indefinite amount of absence. The thing I will say that was a little interesting in my mind. We get a little more volume on Charlie. Okay. Yeah, uh, we obviously we obviously asked some of the players um, after the game today about it. Um, not saying one way or the other. Say I'm reading into things, but I will say that. It didn't. None of the players were like saying anything in the sense of, you know, my thoughts are going out to Carter while he's going through this difficult thing. Very much focused on that person. And I have to wonder if that was a top-down mandate from people in the organization to tell the players, like, hey, just don't comment on the Carter situation at all. Focus on them. My assumption, and again, I could be wrong, is that if it was a, it was a family thing. Somebody sick, even if the players weren't saying happened to you know, protect his privacy, they might have been a little basically express their sympathies. That they more or less were like, "We're frustrated, upset. I can't comment, but we have." Strikes me as something where they were told by their by. If the conversation turns to Carter, just don't. All right, uh, Charlie, we're going to uh, let's try to reconnect because we're having some sort of uh, I don't know if it's background noise or a mic issue. There's just some sort of uh, interference going on. So let's see if we can get you reconnected in just a, uh, a second. And JP and I are going to talk. You know, this is. I couldn't exactly hear what he said. I know we're working hard to try to get that connection right. Uh, but just in terms of the hockey part now, it's it's Sam Harrison's net. And we've been saying for a few weeks, he's playing great, but small sample size, all that stuff. Um, we're going to find out about Sam Harrison. Uh, maybe not what he's going to be for the rest of his career, right. but it's always we, we hear in every sport, whenever anything, ha injury or otherwise, it's an opportunity for the next man up. It's that next man up mentality. That's Sam Harrison now. He's going to go from splitting the net. He started the year as a backup. Now he's, it looks like a 1A, 1B situation. It's his net now. Yeah. And I am looking forward to him stepping up to this opportunity. Like, this is, this is huge for a guy who, listen, man, yeah, Carter Hart came in as the number one. Hart also needs a contract after this year. Like, he's a restricted free agent, but he's we don't know what's going on with him. Right. It's there, there's a big question mark and that question mark means the presumed number one of this team may not be here. Here's your opportunity, Sam. So what did you think of, uh, what'd you think of Erson tonight? I mean, tonight he, there was like, especially like in the end of the second and the third period, like he wanted to win that game and I'm going to, I'm super intrigued by the situation. Obviously wish nothing but the best for Carter Hart. But for Erson, we've been told that when he gets a lot of ice time, that's when he's at his best. When he gets a lot of those, a lot of those starts in goal, the more he plays, the better he is. So if that's the case, Bill, we're going to find out a lot by him as he's going to get a lot of starts now, assumingly. And, you know, because like you just said, none of us want to see Cal Peterson a lot either. So we're going to find out a lot by, about him here. And you're going to see like games like tonight where he's going to give you a chance to win those games, but you're going to have to help him out again. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You absolutely are. And uh, another, I guess, almost now it's it's like the third most interesting thing that's happened with the Flyers. I don't mean interesting isn't good. I just mean headline like uh Bobby Brink was sent down the other day and right. that's another one of those all right yeah he's been struggling lately but when he's on the ice he has an opportunity i mean he's like eighth on the team in scoring eighth in points per game he's been productive for them on the season as a whole despite his recent struggles it's another like all right but when he's on the ice, they might score. They don't have a lot of those other dudes. Now, they did bring up Ole Lixell uh, tonight, and I thought he looked pretty good. I want to ask yeah. Charlie his opinion on that. But the Torts comments about sending Brink down I thought were interesting. Um, yeah. Obviously, whenever it's like, well, he wasn't getting a lot of ice time, and that's not good for his development, so we sent him. It's like, well, you're in control of that. You could always just give him more ice time. But he used the term, he leveled out. And to me, that's like, okay, he he was a surprise how well he played in preseason, how good he looked in camp. And it was almost no, I did not expect him to make this team. And then it was like, well, Forster's going to make it. And he didn't have near the camp that Brink did. So we have to let Brink make it too. Yeah. And it was just, okay, he's on a hot streak. Let's let him ride it out. And then the season, first half of the season, he was pretty damn good. And so he just kind of kept staying in the lineup and he looked impressive for quite a bit of that time, but then it started to fall off a bit and now he's down in the minors. Uh, and we're going to ask uh, Charlie about that now that he is rejoining us. Uh, Charlie, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? I can. And it sounds uh, a lot better than it did. So let's talk about the, uh, the Bobby Brink situation. That was one of the, um, uh, almost like an afterthought at this point with all the stuff that's happened over the last 24, 48 hours. But he's down. Ole Lixell is now up. And it sounds... Uh, the the, tur- the Torts term he used in the presser today was Bobby leveled out. What did you make of, uh, of his explanation for sending Bobby Brink down to the Phantoms? Look, I think he's right that Bobby Brink, especially over the last, let's say, you know, three weeks or so, three, four weeks, uh, Brink's game definitely dipped. That's just a fact. That said, half of that time, Brink wasn't getting a lot of playing time. You know, his last five or six games, he was averaging about 10 minutes a night. Then he was in and out of the lineup as a scratch. So I'm sure that played a role. However, the drop off occurred before he started getting punished or however the way however the way you want to position it before he was getting removed from the lineup before his minutes were getting cut Brink's play was dipping and then there's just the simple fact that maybe they would have been more willing to work with Brink if they didn't trade for Jamie Drysdale and suddenly there's a lineup logjam where you have seven defensemen that all deserve to be in the lineup which means a lot of times you're going with 11 forwards which means there's one fewer spot available to let a guy like Bobby Brink work through this at the NHL level. I think we talked about it last week a few times. We were both kind of expecting that that Brink was going down the path of being sent down. The one thing from this morning's press conference that I actually found the most interesting, it wasn't when he talked about Brink leveling leveling off because we all saw that. We, We all saw Brink leveling off. To me, the interesting thing, and I don't think this is a you know, I, I don't think this is something where Torts is burying Bobby Brink by any means, because John Tortorella has very, very high standards for how his players do everything. But I thought it was interesting that one of the reasons that he cited for Bobby Brink going down was practice habits. 
That was interesting to me because that's something, you know, some guys just might not be able to be great defensive players. I think Bobby Brink can improve defensively. Uh, I think Bobby Brink can become a better checker, even though he's not a particularly big player. I think he has the uh, the feistiness to be a more effective defensive player. Um, but that sometimes is not something you can necessarily control. You know, you can only become so much better at improving your defensive IQ. Some guys have it, some guys don't. However, you certainly are in control of your practice habits. And if Bobby Brink's habits on the ice, you know, at the practice facility, the shape he was in getting to practice and whatnot, if that was slipping, that's something that is very much going to rub John Twitter the wrong way. And again, I'm not saying that Bobby Brink was showing up late to practice or anything, but John Twitter holds his guys to very high standards in everything. And perhaps Bobby Brink, they just saw him in practice, maybe not giving it what they want a guy in his position to give in a practice session. And John Tortorella made a point to uh, to note that when he explained why Bobby Brink was down. And that's not something that we necessarily have full access to, full knowledge of. But I thought it was an interesting point he made. It reminded me of some of the points that he's made in the past about Wade Allison, about Wade Allison needing to take hockey more seriously. That's what John Tortorella had said, that he needed a more professional attitude. Now Wade Allison is basically relegated to the minors and is showing no signs of ever getting another shot here, at least the way I'm seeing it. That could be something of a cautionary tale for Bobby Brink that, hey, if John Tortorella doesn't love your practice habits, you better work your ass off and practice, buddy, when you get back here because you don't want to get that tag from John Tortorella. Now, not only uh, did they send Bobby Brink down, but with Owen Tippett sent to injured reserve, they bring up Ole Lixell. Uh, I thought he had a couple of chances in the first two periods. Played more than I expected, honestly. What did you think of uh, of Lixell tonight? I thought he was okay. I thought he did make some plays with the puck. He was noticeable on more than a few occasions. He showed his... He, he's not an elite skater, but he does have solid acceleration. He has burst. I thought he showed burst at times in this game. And that was that was good to see. That said, he got trapped in his own, his own zone quite a few times. And... I don't think he was I don't think he was so good in this game that we're now looking at it and saying, man, Holy Excel has to be up with this team. I'd like to see him the next couple games because, quite frankly, Nick Delurier isn't providing much anyway. So might as well take a look at Lixell and see what he can provide, especially with Owen Tippett now being on IR. He's going to be out through the all-star break just by the the rules of injured reserve. That's just the way it works now. So he's going to miss this week. Why not give Lixell these next two games and let him uh, let him try to make an impression? I don't think he was terrible tonight. He was noticeable, but I also don't think he played the kind of all-around game that is going to sh- tell the coaching staff, man, we can't we, like we can't afford to send this guy down. That wasn't the kind of game he had tonight. Charlie, JP over here, real quick, um, the folks in the comments section couldn't hear what you spoke about earlier, just about Carter Hart. If you could just sum that up real quick. Yeah, I, I think what I was saying um, at the end, I, I guess it didn't go through, was I did think it was interesting. We asked quite a few players in the uh, in the locker room after the uh, after the game about the Carter Hart situation. And I'm not accusing Carter Hart of anything. What I will say is that it wasn't like there was an outpouring of support for him. It wasn't as if they were saying, you know, man, we're like our, our thoughts are with Carter and his family or whatever, which one assumes might be the case if this was, you know, a family member that's sick or if Carter was very obviously going through, you know, some type of mental health episode or whatever. Um, I'm not expecting the players to reveal that. However, I I would have expected a little bit more open support. Instead, they all very much focused on we believe in Sam Harrison. Like Morgan Frost, literally, I asked Morgan Frost, you know, was it a jolt finding out that that uh, to the locker room, finding out that the Carter was taking his leave of absence? And Morgan Frost straight up said, I can't comment on that. So, you know, to me, if it struck me as something that maybe was coming from above, that maybe you know, Danny Briere, the coaching staff, more or less told the players like, hey, if you're asked about Carter Hart, don't talk about him, you know, focus on Sam. And if this was a situation that was a little bit more personal in that, you know, he experienced some type of loss or, you know, was dealing with something, you know, very personal to him that they could have shown open support about. I just I don't know. 
I, I would have expected a little bit more of that. We didn't get any of that. We got a lot of, we believe in Sam. We trust him a lot. And the, the closest thing we got to open support for Carter Hart was Cam York basically said, you know, he's my roommate. He's one of my best friends, but we have a lot of trust in Sam Harrison. So it just, I don't know. It struck me as something where people above the players may have told the players, like, don't comment on Carter. Real quick, Charlie, just to follow up. So if for the foreseeable future, and again, we're not going to speculate here, but for the foreseeable future, Cal Peterson seems to be the backup here. Do you expect the Flyers to continue with that, or do you maybe see another option there at backup? I guess the other option is Felix Sandstrom. You mm-hmm. know, he's he's younger. He maybe has a higher upside than Cal Peterson. Sandstrom has always had great athleticism. Maybe they look to go with a, a Swedish tandem if Peterson struggles a bit. I think it's kind of... The two of Peterson and Sancher, my view is pretty similar. You know, maybe they're obviously different goalies, but I'm just talking about it in terms of quality. Do I think the Flyers are going to go out and trade for a goalie? No. You know, maybe if Peterson is real bad in his appearances, if this last month's, you know, if if, Car- if we don't see Carter Hart the rest of the season and Peterson is just struggling, you know, maybe the Flyers keep an eye out on waivers to see if there's a goalie that pops on waivers that that maybe they think could could be a, a better backup than Cal Peterson or Felix Sandstrom. I, I can't rule out the possibility of them, you know, tossing a six round pick to a team to get a better backup. But like, look, I know we're not high on Cal Peterson. I'm not high on Cal Peterson. The fact of the matter is that he he has NHL experience. This is a goalie who has had some degree of success in the NHL. I think it would take multiple games of him looking absolutely awful for the Flyers to look elsewhere, especially because I assume that Sam Harrison is going to get the lion's share of the starts. Like, I think Cal Peterson or Felix Sancher, if they go that route, is going to be a backup. Like, that doesn't mean they're not going to play, but it means that this is Sam Harrison's net and they're going to ride or die with Sam Harrison unless. Carter Hart comes back in the relatively near future, and we just don't know. We don't know if that's possible. Uh, I want to ask Charlie just about like the room and the vibe around the team right now, because man, after after you know the end of last week, things were looking things were looking real good. People were real happy. Now Sunday's game against the Sens that was just a shit game. We can all be like, well, shit games happen. Uh, Saturday against the Avs though, and tonight against the Lightning, they played at least pretty well, I think all people would, would agree, and just couldn't get it done, like thanks in large part basically to the two MVP favorites having huge nights. How is the room dealing with this stretch of like, we, we aren't playing bad, but we've also lost three in a row? I, I think they're frustrated, but I don't, I, don't think they, I don't think they believe this is falling apart. I, I think that's the way I'll articulate it. Like I asked Cam York, I think I asked him, or I asked one player, basically, I think it was Arison, actually, that, you know, the Saturday game and this game, at least from above, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but these games seem very similar in that you guys fall behind a team with a lot of high-end talent. You come back, you show the fight, you show the pushback, but in the end, those top-end guys just a little bit, did a little bit too much for you guys to overcome. And Arison basically said, yeah, you're not wrong. You know, those guys are really good, but we can do a better job. Even if they're really good, we can do a better job of shutting them down. We can do a better job of not losing our focus even for a second to shut those guys down. And it's worth noting as much as I am of the opinion that the Flyers biggest weakness is their lack of high end talent. And as much as I am of the opinion that these types of games showcase that it's worth remembering that they did beat the Avalanche in Denver in, in December. You know, they did beat Connor McDavid and Edmonton the first month of the year. Like, they have shown that if they play well enough, they can beat teams with legitimate superstars. It's not like they can't do it. Is it harder to beat teams with legitimate superstars? Sure, of course it is, because superstars are really, really freaking good, and they have the ability at any time to take over a game. But it's not like, and I think this was the point that Arison made, It's not like the Flyers can just throw up their hands and say, well, what do you expect us to do? It's Nathan McKinnon. What do you expect us to do? It's Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point. There are still ways to play good defense and shut those guys down. It happens all the time. Hockey's a game where it's easier to shut a guy down than it is for a guy to score. Like that. Otherwise, these games would finish 15 to 12. They don't. The Flyers need to do a better job of shutting these guys down. And the thing today, too, and a lot of guys, including John Tortorella, noted this. Tampa is not the team they used to be. 
they don't have the depth they used to be. There's a reason why they're probably not a true cup contender anymore. The one thing you can't do is take a lot of penalties and put mm-hmm. them on the power play. And that's what the Flyers did in this game. Even the one goal, the one goal that Kucherov had that came, it was technically even strength. It might as well have been a power play goal. It was like one second after the power play got done. If you're playing against a team like Tampa that has the top end guys, but then if you look at lines, you know, three, three line lines, three line, four, pretty much the entire defense core tonight, aside from Victor Hedman, this is a team that lacks depth. But if you put them on the power play, suddenly you're playing into their biggest strength, which is the top of their lineup. The Flyers took too many penalties. They took too many needless penalties. And as a result, they lost the game. All right, without uh, without any further ado, let us get to Charlie O'Connor's three stars of the game. Chuck, give me star number three. Star number three, I am going to go with, I went back and forth on this because I almost went with Cam Atkinson. I thought he had a strong game. Obviously, he had the goal. He had the assist. I actually am going to go with one Jamie Drysdale. I think Jamie Drysdale, this was his best game since his debut with the Flyers, Uh, obviously gets the big goal, but it wasn't just the goal. I thought he was active. I thought he was skating as well as he has since that debut. Um, There were there was one play at the end of the second period where it looked like the the lightning were just about to fly out of their zone. And Drysdale just poked this nice little perfectly timed poke check. It results in like a 50 second shift in the offensive zone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Drysdale, I I wouldn't say was making plays like that all game, but he was making good plays all game. He very much looked like a top pair defenseman. He actually, uh, per advanced stat trick, he led the Flyers in uh, expected goals four percentage at 69.2% in this game at five on five, and obviously had the big goal, his first goal as a Flyer. I thought Drysdale had a really good game, and for that reason, he's my third star. Dry guy, the fly guy, Charlie. He wants to be here. Uh, The thing I said about him, the thing I said about him before you joined us was, It's like the offensive instincts, the skating. It's all super impressive. The speed of his decision-making, like his hockey IQ might be really, really fucking good. Like just little (laughs) things like moving the puck in the defensive zone, whether to chip it up the boards, whether to make the pass to a guy like who might be in some open ice down low. I'm really impressed with, I thought he was going to look good offensively. Like the dude at 19 years old had 30 some points. That's he's probably got good offensive instincts. The other stuff I'm more impressed by than I expected. I like that as your third star. Let's get to star number two. Yeah, I'll go to star number two in a second, but just to respond to that in fairness, if you read his scouting reports, his draft year, and I watched some of his play in his draft year, uh, the, um, his scouting report always pretty much to a man. Every scout said one of Jamie Drysdale, Drysdale's strengths is his hockey IQ. So while that might come as a surprise to Flyers fans, it it was always viewed as part of his skill set, one of his legitimate strengths. So no surprise there. Second star of this game, uh, one of my personal favorite hockey players in the league, Braden Point. I thought he was, especially in the first half of the game, the Flyers did a better job in the second half of slowing him down. First half of this game, I thought he was the best player on the ice. And I know he didn't you know, necessarily finish off the plays, but the plays were happening because he was creating them. And Braden Point is just one of those guys. I, I, I'm a huge fan of his style of play because – He has the dynamic ability to make really, really exciting plays, but he also is such a smart player. Like I remember watching him in the playoffs in 2021. I went down for vacation uh, down to uh, um, 
St. Petersburg, and I went to a, a playoff game. It was a, the, ended up being a clincher between Tampa and Florida. Um, just went to, to enjoy a hockey game after a long season. And watching Braden Point in that game, when you're watching him like in person, you can see all the little things he does away from the puck that makes him such a good player. Like he's Couturier esque. If Couturier was more skilled and a better skater. And that's a reason why I really, really like his game. I thought he was fantastic, especially in the first half of this game. He's my star number two for that reason. And let's finish it off with star number one. I mean, let's be honest. It's the guy who had the hat trick, Nikita Kucherov. Yeah. He's a, he's a straight up superstar. One of the best players in hockey. And he played tonight, like one of the best players in hockey. I think, you know, points play definitely helped him. In this game, but Kucherov is Kucherov. Somebody's got to finish off the play. Somebody's got to be the one who puts the puck in the net. And there's a reason why he leads the entire NHL in points this year, because he's a freaking amazing hockey player. He's a couple of people said this in my mentions. He is what you're hoping Mafe Mitchkov becomes. And tonight was a an example of how much of an impact that kind of player can have, even yeah. as a winger. Charlie, I. Uh... I'm glad you went with two lightning. I mean, it was a close game, but at the end of the day, they lost six to three. I'm a yeah. little surprised you didn't go frost, uh, but we have been given good. frost. We have been given frost a ton of love lately. I'm glad you went Drysdale, but my guess was if you had one flyer, it was going to be Morgan Frost. But I'm usually pretty good at guessing. Uh, do you have anything else, Jamie? Or, Jamie, you're not Jamie. It's Jamie Drysdale. You're JP. Will, do you have anything I would else? Like to be Jamie Drysdale. Now, yeah. Charlie, you enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you so much as always, Charlie. The beatings will it. continue until morale improves, Charlie. <laughs> Apparently. Tomorrow we're getting uh, Danny Briere in the uh, in Voorhees at 11 a.m. So more content on the way, folks. It's uh, and that's why we call him Charlie O content. All right. We will uh, we will talk again. <laughs> we will talk again Thursday after the game. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, make sure everyone out there pays attention to this YouTube page uh, for when Charlie drops his video following Danny Briere's. Uh, press availability. Do the millennial thing, guys. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to, I mean, I, I, we could do like two hours right now, but it's like two hours on shit we don't have any answers on. The one thing I will say is I think Charlie, like on top, when I said like, when they put out the statement that we will have no further comment at this time, if it was something else, they could have given us some hint that, it, and I'm not saying it is, I'm saying they could have given us some indication that it wasn't this looming black cloud that we've been talking about for two years, and they had to know people would automatically say that's what it is with Carter Hart, and Charlie, yeah, like, the players were probably told, like, just say you can't comment, yeah, because, it, like, whether it's a personal situation, whether it's a, a health thing, or whether it is Hockey Canada, like, you don't want to put the dude's business out there until things are resolved. So I get why the guys in the locker room would, would just say, hey, no comment. But Charlie is right in that, like, if, his, if he had a sick family member, maybe someone goes, hey, our thoughts and prayers or whatever. That's so it, I feel like shit speculating about because it's so serious and so beyond hockey. And quite honestly, I hope to never deal with these things. But right. we have this platform, so I have to. I'd feel like an asshole if I didn't talk about it. No, yeah. you know. Uh, and laughing is a coping mechanism for me. I don't. I'm not actually laughing at the situation. I just that's that's what I do. Uh, but it's gotcha, Bill. Uh, we're gonna have more on this as things unfold. I'm sure tomorrow should still be entertaining. And like I know, like during Chuck time, like we were looking forward to so we can rip Chuck. But yeah. like Danny's done a good job, and there are some questions. And there's like beyond the Carter Hart stuff, which I'm sure is going to be a bulk of it, unless he goes, guys, here's my statement, and I can't say anything else, right. which will of course lead to more speculation that it's a legal situation. But in like I'm sure that'll be the bulk of his time tomorrow, unless he's just like I can't talk about it. There are other questions. Like, what's is Bobby Brink? Say, there's two more injuries tomorrow. Like, is Bobby Brink next man up, or are we looking at other guys? Like, there's lots of other things to talk about. The severity of Owen Tippett. Like, it, are you going to acquire another backup goalie? Like, that was a that was a good question. Uh, Cal Peterson probably <laughs> the same as most backups in this league, but most backups aren't good. That's why yeah. they're backups. Dudes who own pads, that's like a high standard. Like, oh, you got the pads, you're a backup. Congratulations. Like, there are a lot of other questions. So I am looking forward to 
whatever we get from uh, from Danny's press availability tomorrow, and then Charlie's. I'm sure he'll have one of his follow up oh, videos yeah. right here on YouTube. All right, but that is uh, that is all the time we have for you on PHLY Flyers tonight. Oh yeah, we got to sell the merch. I forgot all about that. Yeah, merch. Uh, I, I had it written down too, but once again, our new producer Brenna stepping up. Uh, oh, it. is Dry Guy the Fly hey, Guy available? Look at that! It's actually out. I haven't actually seen that it got released. So if you're like, why the hell does Bill keep pushing this Dry Guy the Fly Guy um, nickname? Sick. It's because I said it once as a joke, and everyone was like, "Can we push that? Can we make it a thing and make it a shirt?" I was like. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love not? that idea. And I really, really like this design. You have the number nine with, and it's like a sideways flying P almost. I really some like best that. Work, guys. This is some really, really good design work here. He wants to be here, of course. Cutter didn't, but this dude does. Make sure you check that out. Uh, the Mad Russian stuff. We still have a few left of those if you haven't gotten your Mad Russian stuff. And this is available too. I saw the, I did not know we had these things up. I like this is this outstanding. Stuff. These new PHLY hockey shirts. Uh, I think these are cool as hell with the vintage cartoon character like it reminds it. <laughs> me of the uh i know a lot of our audience might be a little younger but i grew up and the cartoon legion of doom shirts were big with uh, lindros leclerc and remberg is like big cool. head cartoons this kind of reminds me of that so check out all the new phly flyers merch at phlylocker.com we got the merch it's it's really good stuff and guys i know i ask a lot of you we ask you to spend money uh but the thing is I need you to do it because the more you spend, the longer I get to keep this job. And I saw someone put a comment in the, uh, in the chat a few minutes ago, like, Oh, you guys have been providing some really good and level-headed discussion for a while. We really appreciate it. I appreciate your appreciation. And Absolutely. if you really want to show it to us, you got to buy our shit. Uh, we live in a, too. we live in a capitalistic society and this is the way things work. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I will take your kind words. I will also take your money. All right. <laughs> this has been PHLY Flyers presented by Mortgage CS. Check out mortgagecs.com slash PHLY to start your home buying process today. Company NMLS ID number 1464766. We are off tomorrow, but Charlie will have some updates for you, and we will be back with post game on Thursday night. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Make sure you're following us here on YouTube so you never miss a live show. My name is Bill Matz for JP for Charlie, take it easy, Philly. See you guys. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, silly.